You're listening to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. All right, go ahead, Brandon. Well, you're <laughs> go ahead with what? Telling them doing the whole rest of the podcast? No, doing what you are committed to do. Each week, one of us brings a list of some sort. It can be 10, it cannot be 10. This week, like most weeks, it's 10. But this episode is releasing No. Before you no, before you do any of that. <laughs> okay. You are supposed to sing Santa Baby for the listeners. I'm not Go doing ahead. That. No, you said you told me to show you that the listeners wanted it and I have the proof now. No. <laughs> no. I don't dance for anybody. I'm not going to do it. I have 60% total of our listeners that said they'd... 60% of people probably still think <laughs> the earth is flat. I don't give a shit. No, no, but they, I asked them point blank, do you want to hear the sidekick host Brandon sing a full uh-huh. sensual rendition of Santa Baby and 34% said I'd give anything. I don't give a rat's ass about your Twitter polls. Another 26% said yeah, baby. <laughs> no. My promise to the listeners is that I'll break you down eventually. Once our Patreon is blown up to where like I'm driving a Humvee. which i don't even want a humvee but like once i have enough money that i'm also just driving a humvee then i'll start singing goofy shit i cannot believe you just called santa baby goofy shit i find that offensive appalling but that said i will allow us to move on why don't you tell us what you were about to tell us before okay yeah now this is going to air the wednesday after the super bowl right yes february 5th so a sneak peek into how We've talked about this before, how we're not actually two tiny elves that live in their phone and just do the podcast on command. This is recorded in the past. I don't like to do inside baseball (laughs) talk like that, but fine. Fine. I guess I'll come out and say it. He's right. He's right, everyone. Look, I'm sorry. We're not elves. Have I ever talked about how when I was little, I used to think there were like little elves inside of everything that made it work? Maybe I shouldn't talk about this. No. I definitely thought there were elves inside your body that like made your pee come out or poo come out and they were all working in there. Wait, no, no, no. See, I thought you meant, (laughs) I thought you meant like electronics. You meant like a bodily function. Yeah, I meant like in charge of (laughs) like, you know, there's a couple guys in your balls that are like, it's time to pee. And they would. Well, they wouldn't be in your balls if it was time to pee. No, that's the control center. (laughs) Okay. Damn. I, well, then who's making the elves? I didn't. Do they have their own elves inside of them? I didn't think that. I was in a gifted program, so this is the mind of a gifted child at work. Yeah, no. Well, open applications for new sidekick coast here. Anyway, Super Bowl. <laughs> by this time, yeah, by this time we will have enjoyed. Who won the Super Bowl in the past? I'm hoping for the Chiefs, maybe. But anyway, well, by this time, most importantly, and what everyone will be talking about, the names that will still be on everybody's lips. Nick and Brandon. <laughs> no, Jennifer Lopez and uh, what's her name again? Uh, not Skylar. What's her name? Shakira. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. No, Skylar. And Skylar. What a fucking asshole you are. <laughs> for anyone who said I'm too hard on Brandon for him being an old man i mean that was a grandpa moment right there <laughs> i knew it was an s word and i know who she is oh okay yeah i bet you do oh yeah anyway we'll still be talking about jennifer lopez 
and Shakira who okay, will sure. have performed in this year's Super Bowl halftime show. Can't wait. You can't wait. I yeah. knew it. You love the Super Bowl halftime show, right? Watch it every year. Well, actually, that was going to be my, one of my first questions. Do you watch the Super Bowl and or the halftime show? I am not a sports guy. Right. I do not watch much sports. However, I do watch the Super Bowl every mm-hmm. year. And when I say watch, I mean it's on a TV in the same room as I am while I eat right. food. It's about snacks. I passively watch the Super Bowl and I passively watch the halftime show. I do like the football game. Sell out. But anyway, we're talking about the halftime show. Okay. We're talking about the best Super Bowl halftime performances today. The best. The best. As ranked by Variety.com, which we all know is the creme de la creme in entertainment journalism. The cream de la cream. The creme de la creme. The okay. cream of the cream. Is that what that means? The cream of the cream? I don't fucking know. Do, do you think I know? No, I'm asking, do you really think I know? I thought you might. Okay. You know a lot about cream. <laughs> How recent is this uh, article? 2018. So, this so is it's not missing. Ca- this does not take into account. Was it last year that Maroon 5 performed and everybody just. Is that the one where the. Ad- uh, what is it? Adam Levine? Yeah, he showed that off his. Dog he shit just like tattoos. takes off his shirt. <laughs> he took off his shirt in the first like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, he took off his shirt and he, he does have like, he's got a good torso. He's got a better mm. torso than you or I do. Okay, everybody watch out for your torsos. Jesus. Shape wise. Fucking torso serial killer over here. But he has tattoos that look like kids picked them out. Yeah, well, every Super Bowl halftime performance is eligible other than I guess 2019 and 2020, right? Right. Although, the Super Bowl has been around for more than 50 years now. I think it's almost 60 years now. Up until the early 90s, the halftime show was typically just a marching band. (laughs) Which is really weird. That's back in like the day when it was actually just a game for football. The 90s, they had all the commercials and all the... They did. Pomp and circumstances. The early 90s is when the era of the Super Bowl kicked off and the performance that kicked it off is in the top 10. I have a lot of questions. First, why don't you tell the folks at home, what is a Super Bowl? A Super Bowl is the world championship Hmm. for American football. They say it's like the world championship as if there's like a team in Uganda that... (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that's what they... No, but I get you. You know what I mean? Like they always, yeah. Like when they say Miss Universe, what if there is some creature out there that is so stunningly attractive? It's not human, but so attractive. What are we talking about? When they, the Miss Universe pageant, you know that we. A creature though? Yeah, but we hold on earth. Oh, I see. On earth we hold the Miss Universe pageant and we crown every year a human woman as Miss Universe. Maybe there's something out there, some kind of space slug or... You and the space slugs. Listen, I got to tell you, I'm against you on this one. I got to stand with Earth on this one because guess what? If you want to stand up and throw your name in the hat for being Miss Universe, you can... Killer clowns from outer space. Those chicks don't get a shot at the title. They got to raise their hand. They got to stand up and say, I'm going to come out of the shadows and I'm going to (laughs) participate. Their boobs will inflate out of the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Long before they emerge from the shadows. <laughs> oh, God. Our poor newer listeners that have no idea. What are we talking about? The Super Bowl. 
Yeah, okay. I want to know this Variety article. Yeah. Did, that, did the person who wrote it, who is that, by the way? Let me tell you who wrote it. Fella goes by the name of Roy Tracken, T-R-A-K-I-N. So, why don't you tell me the real name of a real person and not a made-up name of a dragon creature? Roy, Roy Traken? <laughs> Did he have any criteria as he was ranking them or was it just his personal opinion? He admits that his list is subjective. It reflects the opinions of his friends and acquaintances he's spoken to and other articles that he's researched. And I have to say, as I, I, I've, I watched every... Super Bowl halftime performance in this list on YouTube. Like while doing this? Yeah, I've within the last week I've watched 10 Super Bowl halftime performances. I am going to do my best to recreate those experiences for you today. Recreate. Wow, okay. So you will be singing Santa Baby. No, uh, I won't be singing nothing, but there's a lot of, mostly your music knowledge is what is going to come into play okay. here today. But yeah, if you're following along at home, go to your YouTube machine. You can look up every one of these halftime performances and they're all entertaining or interesting in their own way, even though I think some of them suck fat ass. Well, there's nothing better than sucking a fat ass. That's my grandpappy always said. Well, you know, the first halftime show that came to mind Mm -hmm. was, and I don't know if it'd be on this list for best, but it might be on the list for fucking weirdest. Is there a fucking weirdest top 10 Super Bowl? No, but I do know some very weird ones. 03, 04 maybe, 02, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. It is on the list. It's on the list. But for best? Get... Yes, okay. it is. Take us down. Take us down. And for entertainment value, I got to say it's up there. It's number four huh. on the list. What year was that? The fourth best halftime uh, Super Bowl halftime performance was Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, P. Diddy, Kid Rock, Jessica, Kid si- Rock. Jessica Simpson, and Nelly. Listen to that like lineup of all those jackasses. Uh, that was Super Bowl 38 from February 1st, 2004 at Reliant Stadium in Houston. This, out of all the performances on this, this one I titled Shit Show. <laughs> So, here's how it started. Because uh, I wondered, I, I said, I, re- I remember watching this. I remember where I was when I saw... I watched it, yeah. Where I, when I saw this halftime show and I did not remember Jessica Simpson. So, thanks to YouTube, I remembered. It starts with Jessica Simpson and she is standing in the middle of a marching band and she's dressed like a silver sparkly drum major. Of course. And this video had just flashed overhead of a bunch of different people saying like, choose, 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 choose life, choose this, choose this, choose choose all these different things. And then Jessica Simpson screams, Houston, choose to party. (laughs) (laughs) So, they don't let Jessica Simpson sing. She just screams, choose to party. And then... Wait, she didn't sing at all? No. Oh, they have to get going because they... Each halftime show is between 12 and 13 minutes. So, they got to get cracking right away. Then Janet Jackson comes out. She starts dancing Mm -hmm. around and she's wearing this leather corset outfit and she's singing All For You. And then everyone on the stage falls down like they're dead and Janet disappears. And you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, P. Diddy comes out and he starts rapping and he's wearing a big fur coat. (laughs) at the Super Bowl in Houston. (laughs) 
So, P. Diddy comes out and he starts rapping about he's the best and he writes the checks. Which I thought was really funny because here we are 16 years later and he's clearly not the best. He's probably still writing checks. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. He's not the best, but he does probably write checks. He might still write checks, right? Yeah. Okay. Then Nelly drives up in a little red car. Like a clown car? <laughs> it kind of did look like a clown car. It was a red plastic car. I thought it was like a bumper car when he first pulled up. And then uh, he gets out and he's wearing just his undershirt. All these people are wearing cool costumes and he's just wearing a tank top. But then he said, he explains, it's hot in her. Okay. <laughs> and then Kid Rock comes out. <laughs> And the, trust me, the transition is just as abrupt as I just made it. <laughs> You're listening to Hot in Here. Boom. Kid Rock comes out and he's like getting raunchy and white trash right in your face going like, this is for the fuckers with the shitty glasses. I can't, I don't know the words. And he's wearing an American flag as a poncho. Yeah. He's a patriot. He's rapping about his political positions and wearing a cowboy hat. Like every time they switch. From Jessica Simpson to Janet to P. Diddy to Nelly in the little car to Kid Rock, you're uh-huh. jolted in another direction. And just as you start to settle in, they throw you to something else. So then you're getting used to Kid Rock and then they throw you to Janet Jackson again. She pops up from under the stage and she's just down to her leather outfit. Oh yeah, baby. And then Justin Timberlake comes out and he's beatboxing. <laughs> And he's rocking everybody's <laughs> bodies. And he looks like he's just wearing khakis from The Gap. Big contrast to her because she looks like she's something out of Dune. So, I think Justin Timberlake is, uh, you know, pretty well respected these days. Mm-hmm. But back in the early 2000s, he was a bit of a fucking douchebag, right? Yes. He came okay. off pretty douchey in this. But yeah. he's rock- he was rocking my body. Yeah, of course. Then he stood there and an eager Janet Jackson simulated uh-huh. doggy style intercourse with him on the stage <laughs> two times. No, what? They were grinding into each other. Yeah, they weren't like like hard. They weren't like hard fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Although here in a minute, I spoiler, they're gonna, not going to be too far off. Yeah, they got, I think they got way too turned on. It got out of control. Is it not awkward that like, the majority of people watching this are like families. <laughs> yeah, huddled around their nachos. Yeah, so right after this, they get like <laughs> turned on, <laughs> little turned on more. And then he says, yeah. I'm going to get you naked by the end of this song. And then he reaches over and there's, you know, the cup of this kind of corset shaped thing on her top. He just grabs one of the cups and flip, rips it right off. And her tit's there, right? Her tit, noticeably. Her mammary gland. Her mammary gland. (laughs) (laughs) Gland. Her tit just kind of goes bloop right out. (laughs) She had a nipple piercing that had like a star or sun-shaped pattern to it. Oh, fuck that. It looked uncomfortable. Now, wasn't the big controversy whether or not they planned that spot? Yeah, I don't know. They said it was a wardrobe malfunction, but I've... Yeah, but didn't he just reach over and grab it? I've never seen a piece of women's clothing with like a titty hatch, like a titty escape hatch, like a fucking (laughs) booby ejector seat. You're hanging out with the wrong people if you've never seen one of those. (laughs) It's like emergency, get this tit out. If memory serves, and it's literally been, what, 16 years since I've seen it? I watched it just today. When the tit explodes out of the escape hatch... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it exploded (laughs) like when you're opening biscuits from the can. (laughs) Side note, but Janet looks so much like Michael that it's always been 
always been weird to me uh, that I because I, I can't see Janet without thinking of Michael. So the, the tit thing. Anyway, I'll let that linger. You felt confused. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if I remember right, when the tit comes out, the music stops and everyone just stops, right? Yeah. And the show just like kind of abruptly ends. Is that right? Yeah, and the announcers are like, oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, the Cheeto challenge or whatever. <laughs> you know somewhere there's been a fucking Cheeto challenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's been a Cheeto challenge. Yeah, 200,000. That's the number of complaints logged by the FCC over that titty. You probably could have also just complained about everything up to that point too and also been justified. (laughs) By the way, I didn't like Kid Rock's performance either. (laughs) So, that was number four. Yeah, but damn, there's so much to unpack there. I mean, there's one particular halftime show on this list that I'm not kidding. Well, I went to go pick up dinner tonight. I've thought about this one performance all the way there and all the way back. And it led me to wondering if maybe we were truly in a dystopian timeline that was set <laughs> off in the year 2001. You said you were on your way to dinner when you were thinking about that? Mm-hmm. Was, uh, was there a long line at the airport? No. All right. Okay. So, then I'll just give another guess. That then. was number four. Jesus. The shit show. Yeah. Okay. There's a few that stand out in my memory. One was um, Kiss. I want to say like 98, 99. Uh, it was a Packers game. No, that's not on the list, but I bet that would have been a fun one to watch. I didn't, no, I didn't see that one. Red Hot Chili Peppers, like 2015-ish? It is on the list. Eight. It's number 10. Although the Red Hot Chili Peppers share the headline spot, or actually, I think they share second spot to Bruno Mars. Came in at number 10. Yeah. Bruno Mars is the bigger star today. I can recognize that. But to me, I'm a Chili Pepper guy, but sure. Although, this little Bruno Mars fucker can hold his own. So, listen. Okay. Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers, number 10 on this list. It was from Super Bowl 48. It starts out with children holding hands and singing on the stage with these lights behind them. You can see the shadows. And I got this weird Michael Jackson vibe. I didn't like that part. Okay. Later on, we'll probably we'll talk about children some more. Leave, chil- leave <sighs> children out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, so stay tuned, everybody. We're going to talk about children yeah. again. Leave Don't touch that dial. Children need to be left out of the Super Bowl and they need to be left out of good music. When you're rocking, don't remind me about kids. We don't need to talk <laughs> about kids. What the fuck do kids have to do with rocking? Talking about like driving fast or like drinking or like being free or whatever you're rocking about. Being free. I don't know, like rocking. How about sex, drugs and rock and roll? What the fuck do kids have to do with any of that? Did Jessica Simpson also be there to, (laughs) what if she's there at the start of every halftime show? She she won't encourage us to choose to party. (laughs) It's a choice. So, listen, then it got good. Bruno Mars started playing the drums. He had a a drum kit set up and he's playing the drums. And I thought, this fucker, he's supposed to be just singing and dancing. He can beat the hell out of those drums. Yeah. My respect for him, which was already high, went higher. So, he performed the songs Locked Out of Heaven, Treasure, and Runaway Baby. Did he not sing the, the big one? Funk Town or... <laughs> I don't think that had come called? out yet. 
Uptown Funk. What's it called? Uptown, Uptown Funk. Funk. <laughs> it has, no. But my next note was his band is funky. That's what you wrote down? Yeah. My next bullet. Why is that? Because I didn't know anything about this guy except he sang songs. His band comes out and his band was badass. His band was tight. No, funky is what you said. They are funky. Okay. What? <laughs> this is Brandon's bullets. <laughs> They're funky. No, I, I believe you. It's just... Let's move on from the funk. Anyway, you're watching this and enjoying it. And you're like, God damn, how could this get better? And then pfft, explosion. It doesn't sound like a fart, but everything in the Super Bowl, every transition is like an explosion. And explosion, oh, yeah. red hot chili peppers are out mm-hmm. and they look just like the red hot chili peppers. Well, Anthony, if this is 2014, he was in his 50s at, at that Super Bowl. He must be going to the same trainer that Adam Levine is. Because he looks better at 50 years old and a recovering addict than I will ever look in my entire life. Co-signed. Flea also had a little purple patch on the front of his hair and he was wearing red pants looking like Flea. Flea would be a hell of a guy to have a dinner with. Yes. That's a, he's a good answer. Like if someone says living, who alive would you like to have dinner with? Flea is a very good answer. More than Jack Black? Yeah. <laughs> Flea is Chili Pepper's bassist, by the way. Yeah. If you don't know who Flea is, fucking check yourself. So, Red Hot Chili Peppers come out and they play Give It Away Now. Mm-hmm. And there was a point I looked at Bruno Mars and I could tell he was like, I think they're the real rock and roll stars, which I <laughs> thought was impressive because here this guy just been funk- funking our asses off. And oh, he turns yeah. around and says, they are in turn funking my ass off. You, by the way, you said it's impressive that Bruno was, but you were assuming what he was thinking in his brain. Yes. <laughs> That's what was impressive to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm giving him credit. Sure. But then there was another, like a strange, again, Super Bowl, strange, abrupt transition. Then it went to footage of military personnel overseas dedicating the last song to their loved ones. All, like, in the context of the Super Bowl, I'm like, shouldn't it just be, like, really, like, loud and fun? Like, why in, during the Super Bowl would we need to, like, why do we always need to, like, remember? Why do we need to think about, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, like, why do we need to stop and, like, have all these things where they try to make you feel good about America in your heart? Like, we're just trying to watch a fucking football game. They want them to feel joy, pride, and happy thoughts while they're watching the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. But my biggest question is not your question. Mm -hmm. My question is, are you going to get to the part where Bruno Mars reaches over and pulls Flea's tit out of his escape hatch? (laughs) Isn't that a Super Bowl tradi- halftime show tradition? It, Flea wouldn't care. He's like, he'll hang dong in public. It doesn't bother him. How does this get in the top 10 without a titty? I don't know. Well, I mean, it took a titty to get to number four. Okay. Okay. That's, I just assumed all halftime shows had that. Number four is also called the titty line. I like how 10 is just two acts. Brew Mars with Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. You don't need nine different artists out there, one of which just inviting you to to party. There's only one other halftime show up here that has a shitload of artists like that and it is another shit show. Okay. There was a Lady Gaga year. Yeah, Lady Gaga is number six on the list. Am I doing better than you thought? Yeah, you're you're pretty good at remembering. Am I a sports knowledge 
master? Yeah, I would say that you're ready to be on Sports Center now. Okay. So Lady Gaga, number six, uh, she performed at Super Bowl 51. That was in February of 2017 at NRG Stadium in Houston. Her performance starts out and she is standing on top of the stadium. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. She sings God Bless America and This Is Your Land. And she's wearing sequins and boots. And it's weird. I know I just said like, why do they make, gotta make you feel like weird about America? She's saying this. Uh, it was really nice. Maybe just because the, like, she is a really good performer. But you're kind of lulled into this like, oh, she's singing this sweet stuff. And then all of a sudden she leaps <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking spire woman down into the middle of the stadium and starts giving everybody the poker face. What? <laughs> Your reaction. What? I wasn't expecting that. It was like you that. were watching it live. Right? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she didn't have any companion artists with no, her? No, it's just, it, she didn't need any. This is the, See, that's, the hallmark. That's what it should be. Yeah, the hallmark yeah. of a good performer. There wasn't room for anybody uh, other than Lady Gaga. She starts saying a poker face. People are going ape shit down on the field uh, and she's flying around on wires and there's more explosions and leaping. You know, if you ever thought about it, you ever thought about like at a football, at, at the Super Bowl or any big sporting event like that, all those people there is probably what, 70, 80, 90,000 people there. All of them have a bunch of little elves inside them <laughs> telling them when to pee and stuff. So, if you think about it, how many elves would you have guessed when you were a kid, how many elves do you think per person? Oh, I don't know. It d- Depending on when I thought about it, oh God, I w- let's just say 20. Okay. It could be a team of 20. Okay. That's more than I thought. See, when I, I thought, when I, I was thinking like six to eight, but okay, let's say Jesus 20. Jesus Christ, poor elves. That's a fucking lot of work to do. 20 elves mechanically controlling your bodily functions. You get more elves as you grow too, by the way. <laughs> Are they fucking and like giving birth? I don't or? know. They just develop, but like... I mean, once you uh, hit puberty, you got to have a couple of elves working the balls. You thought there was elves pushing pee out? <laughs> it's literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> God damn, it's really bad. Right? I want to make a cartoon show that's all about the elves that work inside a body. <laughs> Confuse the fuck out of kids. Nobody in the history of the world has ever thought that there's elves inside of a body. Well, then that's a really awesome thought then because a lot of shit has been thought before but if I, I just came up with a brand new one. Now, did you think that the elves were pushing the pee out like they were all like <clears throat> kind of like they were all leaning on a log that was being pushed through like a cave hole? Yes. Yes, like a yellow log of pee that they would push out and it became liquid when it exited my wiener. <laughs> Your wiener. You're not allowed to ever say that again. Well, when I was a kid, it was my wiener. It wasn't my fucking hog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got news for you. It's still not your hog. So, anyway, then Lady Gaga plays the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, you can't just jump back like that. (laughs) How am I supposed to get anybody interested in Lady Gaga again after we've talked about my body elves? (laughs) Now, are the elves elves controlling Lady Gaga's fingers on the guitar too? Or is that a different... I don't know. She must have a shit. She must have a bunch of extra elves because she, <laughs> okay. she is multifaceted. Anyway, she plays the guitar and she played the piano. She sang on the song Million Reasons. And that's when I wrote down, this girl has got it. And it, it is in capital letters. Yeah. 
you are the, the best judge of it I know. Yeah. I think her performance is one of the ones where I noticed that there's something going on with the uh, audience because uh, I think a bunch of them were her little monsters. The people who love her. Oh, I know. She calls yeah. them little monsters. Except she says it endearingly, not like the people that refer to, Nick, who's that monster on the podcast with you? Little monster? Yeah. All right. So, that was number six. six. Oh, shit. This has been... <laughs> we need to get it going. All right, all right. Was ACDC one year? Uh, I don't know. They may have, but they're not on this list. Okay. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson, who started the era of the Super did he? Bowl, he did. He's number two on the list. What year was that? I will tell you, it was at Super Bowl 27. God damn. Isn't that fucking weird? The 90s. They don't seem that long ago, but the Super Bowl was only in the 20s. Yeah. January 31st, 1993 at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. It was the beginning of the modern halftime show era, says the Variety.com fellow Roy. Mm -hmm. And James Earl Jones introduced and they got uh -huh. him to do the voice. Did he say, are you ready to choose to party? <laughs> he said, Houston, <laughs> choose to party. Hell, I'd do it. So, this is, uh, this is how the halftime show era begins. There's explosions and fireworks and smoke and shit all over the stadium. Michael appears to pop up over one of the screens. And then he's like, pops up somewhere else and does a little dance move. Ding, 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 ding. You're like, this is impossible. How is he teleporting? Does it have something to do with the gold and black military officer's uniform he's wearing? And then like, <laughs> he teleports somewhere else and you're like, why is he dressed like Captain Crunch from space? And then he pops up from under the stage. Like they do that thing. You know what I'm talking about where he like gets like shot up into the air. Yeah. And when he lands, he lands like still like a statue and he's like facing to his left and he doesn't move for 90 seconds. Is there music or is it the crowd? There's nothing. Like, There's, he is doing nothing. The entire world is going butt fucking crazy. <laughs> he is standing there like a- Whoa, that's crazy. He's standing there like a statue for a full minute and a half. People are screaming. There are helicopters flying around. It looks like chaos around him. He's just being completely still, soaking up. He is the being the fucking psychic vampire he is and just absorbing all the love that people are putting out in him. Wow. And then he turned his head in the other direction and the stadium goes fucking nuts all over again. <laughs> I gotta watch this. Yes. There are a bunch of these. Trust me. There's a few of these when I describe you will want to go look them up, especially number one. But after listening to our entire show. Yes, then go actually watch. Then go do. Well, actually, then go to our Patreon. It's just give us. Yeah, and then go to tennispod.com slash merch. Buy yourself a licking machine shirt. And then go walk, look these up. He, Michael plays uh, Jan, Billie Jean, Black or White, and We Are the World and Heal the World. That's when the kids came and out, right? That's where he lost me. He starts healing the world. The entire crowd held up cards and maybe they were under their seats or something. They all held up cards and the cards made up these giant pictures. They look like children's drawings of children and the whole okay. stadium turned into gigantic children's drawings of kids. 
from my perspective, it was Michael surrounding himself with gigantic smiling children all staring in a circle at him in the center. Well, again, he just absorbs the love radiating everybody into his soul. (laughs) So, anyway, Michael is in his songs, he's always talking about the children, right? Yeah. What the fuck kind of action were we meant to take? He's like urging us to do something. What do you mean? So, is he singing about how he wants like my my urge to heal the world, my urge to make it a better place? Yeah. Was Nelly, were you actually supposed to take off your clothes in the stadium? He did. He took his shirt off. All right. We got to move on. There was no call to action, Michael. You fucking jack off. (laughs) Britney Spears. Britney Spears is not on here. She did that. She did a show though, right? Uh, Not a top 10 worthy show. There's someone in here who reminds me a lot of Britney Spears. Christina Aguilera? No. Katy Perry? Katy Perry is not the one I was thinking of, but she is on the list. Number five. Katy Perry is number eight on the list. Fucking knew it. This performance, I actually completely disagreed with the fact that it was in the top ten. It sucks royal ass and I'm about to tell you all about it. So, Katy Perry performed with Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott at Super Bowl. I remember that. Super Bowl 49. February 1st, 2015 at University of Phoenix Stadium. Katy Perry comes out. She's sparkly and she's looks like she's got flames on her dress. And she's riding, riding a giant golden robot lion and singing that idiotic song that you're going to hear her roar. Yeah, my kids. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a great... I, Katy Perry songs are great for my kids to dance to or to jump around a gym to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm an adult. I don't need to express how folks are about to hear me roar. Again, very literally with the lyrics here. Anyway, she's singing about roaring. She appears to be completely empty inside. The way that she <laughs> yeah. performs, she's doing some kind of acting or performing in addition to singing. Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson Michael Jackson performs, it looks like effortless, right? Yeah. He was born to do it. That's what it looks like. Right. He's doing a combination of singing and acting that is performing. But Katy Perry can kind of half-ass sing, but she can't do the other part at all, like the, the acting, performing part. She's so hammy and awkward. You know how you fix this? You distract people with the dancing sharks. And huge boobs. Well, well that's her whole career, right? Yeah. So, and within this performance, yes, later on you use some sharks. But before that, you have to dance on a checkerboard with some human checkerboard pieces. Uh And then Lenny Kravitz is going to come out and he's going to help you sing, I Kissed a Girl. (laughs) And I felt so embarrassed for Lenny. (laughs) Just hearing it, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed for him. Well, you want to feel extra embarrassed? He was pretending to play his guitar. It wasn't plugged Uh in. Yeah, I think I remember that. And it looked fake as shit. So, right. Then the like kind of goofy, cartoony, beach creature costume people come out and start hanging out with her during the song Teenage Dream. And there was a meme about the sharks, right? Right. One of them was like limp or something. I wrote down he looks like he didn't give a shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I mean, he looked like he just had enough of it. Like, he looked like it was the fifth time they'd done it that day and he just didn't care. I guarantee like, you it was more than the fifth time they'd like done they it. Like, they kept running through it and running through it and he was like, I don't care if it's a Super Bowl or not. I'm tired. <laughs> no one's going to know who I am under here anyway. No one gives a shit. I'm just a shark. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably thought that without fully thinking through how front and center he yeah, was. Yeah, like you're in, in a shark suit. Later on, he watches it and he's like, oh, fuck she's standing right fucking next to me i was supposed to be over by the palm tree guy yeah we later on watched it and he was like oh god oh shit oh shit i'm a meme i'm a meme oh my god and he never got hired as a shark again but see the beauty of it is no one knows who he is no, to his shark day. costume is hung up in the closet getting dusty yeah. so anyway then missy elliott but you know huge but awkward transition <sighs> missy elliott Damn. comes on and she's getting her freak on <laughs> but she gets her freak on for a minute and then she's done she gets half the song out and then they're just <laughs> done <laughs> fucking the whitest person on the planet <laughs> saying that well that's the song she did no i fucking know but she didn't say the name of the song <laughs> you said it as an a verb she was getting, she her was freak getting everybody's freak on <laughs> Oh, fuck. She okay. started that freak fire and it, caught, it was catching. So, listen, then Katy Perry flies around on a star <laughs> and she sings uh, the song called Firework. And the last thing I wrote down <laughs> was the only thing flat about Katy Perry is her voice. Oh, come on. Dude, I don't even have a very good ear and I could tell <laughs> that she sucks. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Hot take. No, that's a hot take right there. Yeah. Sorry, Katie. I know you're listening. <laughs> Crying her vapid eyes out. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Keep guessing. God, you're really roasting her today. <laughs> she could dry her eyes with her boobs. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> There's one that I really want to talk about. I'm not sure if you're going to guess. So, let's go back to... Give me, give me like a time frame. God damn. This time frame is going to confuse you. It was uh, 2012. Madonna? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you guessed it. Yeah. Mad Nine. Yeah. Mad Can you see through this piece of paper? Yeah. It's, it's number it's nine. Number I nine. knew it. I told you I'm a Super Bowl fanatic expert genius. Yeah. Well, listen to this lineup. This is a who's who of who gives a shit. <laughs> uh, Madonna, LMFAO. Oh, God, I hated them. Does that stand for laughing my fucking ass off? Was that what they were trying yes. to get across? Yeah. Well. Yes. It, it worked. Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, her butt. Nicki <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about their butts. You're, you're... MIA and CeeLo Green. <laughs> so, can you tell already by the amount of people in this lineup that this is going to be dog shit? You think they'd learn their lesson after the Janet Jackson year. Uh-uh. They're playing with fire with Madonna too and Nicki Minaj, turns out, the only one to stir any shit up was MIA. She flipped off the camera. I don't even know who that is. She is uh, British. She's a rapper. She just got that song, Paper Planes. Oh. I fly like paper, get high like planes. Yeah. That's her. Well, I don't like her. So, this is Super Bowl 46, February 5th, 2012 at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. So, anyway, Madonna comes out into Lucas Oil Stadium and she's being pulled by a, like a legion of Roman soldiers who are just hunky guys with helmets on. 
What's wrong with that? Nothing. Now, she's dressed as a golden goddess and she comes out, she starts striking a pose and she's Vogue dancing. It was really boring. It went on for several minutes. But then, some guy comes out dressed like a Roman scribe, like he's wearing a robe and sandals and he starts bouncing on a tightrope. Who thinks of this shit? I mean, seriously. I, later on, I decided this had to be the Cirque du Soleil part because it was uh. something weird with a type rope that I didn't understand. And then I was like, oh, it's like a French thing. So, anyway. Fucking French. If you're French, just unsubscribe from this show. Then these other guys with big hair, they were playing a DJ and I realized later that, that, had, was, that was LMFAO. Yeah. yeah. Who we've all forgotten by now, right? Well, what's their song that was like... I don't know. No. Well, they were probably singing it right then. They weren't. They didn't get to sing their song. They had to sing Madonna's song. They were just there to help. Uh, So, anyway, Madonna sings a little bit more and then Nicki Minaj and M.I.A. come out and they shake it a little bit and that's where I realized all the shit was pre-recorded and they're not even lip syncing very well. Wait, there was all lip syncing? Yes. And that's like as soon... Why do they do that shit? I mean, don't they know people are going to notice that? I noticed it and the second I noticed it is when MIA flipped off the camera. It was like, <laughs> it was like she was saying, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, we did. I, uh... To me, that's a big factor in why I was like, this shouldn't be on the list. But the last thing that happened is CeeLo Green comes out and he's dressed as a big black hefty bag and he helped Madonna sing like a prayer. Which, is that song about giving a blowjob? How's it go? I was sucking your dick and... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me read you the lyrics one second. Okay, so you'll read lyrics of every fucking song under the sun except Santa Baby. Got it. See, she says, when you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. Just like a prayer, you know I'll take you there. Of course it's a blowjob. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. So, she wrapped it up with her blowjob song. Yeah. And that was number nine, Madonna. Knew it. So, you're missing number seven, number five, number three, yeah. and number one. Give me some hints. Okay. The one, out of the ones left, there are two solo performers and then two that are bands. One of the bands is headed up by a huge douchebag. That doesn't narrow it down very much. U2. Oh, U2. Yes, U2. We've talked about U2, yeah. friends of the show. Friends, friend of the show, U2 is number seven. Knew it. Now, this one is the one that made me think that maybe we're living in an alternate dystopian <laughs> hellhole timeline. Okay. Yeah. U2 performed at Super Bowl 36, February 3rd, 2002, Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. This was less than five months after September 11th, right? Uh-huh. Which is how like... Even the YouTube video I watched, they were like, it's, in the caption it said it was less than five months after September 11th. Okay. And immediately I'm like, why the fuck does that matter? Because I didn't remember at this point. It starts out with the song Beautiful Day and Bono is walking through the fans on the field, which I also noticed that he had some like bodyguard guys kind of with him trying to course, keep up yeah. with him. And it was funny to watch them try to like let him appear to be kind of cool man of the people, but also being like... <laughs> forcibly held at bay from the (laughs) rabble. So, then they start playing the song MLK and the names of the September 11th victims start to scroll past them on a huge screen. Then they play where the streets have no name and the names keep scrolling because there's like 3,000 of them. So, they take a long time. 
Yeah. But this is where I started going down this fucking rabbit hole. And uh, I was like, what is the point of this? Like, who are... Because now you can associate you two with feeling how good, good guys they are for... Yeah, making you feel like... But what... I know they say that they're like honoring the, the victims, but like you don't know any of them personally. I don't know. It just feels really disrespectful to the people who actually lost a loved one to see that you too is using it to make like their Super Bowl halftime show it, more It's impactful. like a branding thing. It's a branding thing for them. It feels it's, pretty it's shitty. It's brand, yeah. Like... Yeah, I see what you mean. I don't know. Maybe that's... It's a different perspective than I... Most people would be like, oh, that's nice. Sorry. But, but when you look deeper at it... Yeah, like, <laughs> welcome to like watching the fucking Super Bowl with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, can you pass the nachos? This makes me think that we're living in a fucking hellish nightmare. Yeah, well, we are. Well, yeah, I guess we are. So, anyway, that was you too at number seven. Bono's not even American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, why do we need this little Irishman, this smug little Irish Brit to come over here? And start telling us it's okay to feel better or that we should like honor these folks. Like, how about actually all the people who are directly affected are the people who actually need to be comforted, but like the rest of the country just is watching football. Well, speaking of being comforted, I'm comforted by the Castro podcast app because this is the app I told you about last week. There's never been, as you know, Brandon, Uh as you know, Brandon. You can take it to the bank. There's never been more incredible podcasts to listen to at any given time. We are in a podcast golden age, but most podcast apps treat all podcasts the same. They clog up your phone with downloads of stuff you're only marginally interested in. But with Castro, the Castro app, you can finally choose which podcast you want ready to listen to at the top of your list, as well as letting you pick and choose from new episodes from your other subscriptions without cluttering things up. This and many other powerful features let you put your listening on autopilot. And Brandon, we know how much the elves inside of your body love to put things on autopilot. That's when we all take a nap. The app is free to use. You can just search for Castro on the App Store or visit castro.fm for more info. I highly recommend it for your podcast consumption. I've been using it and I love it. Uh, Is there any like big 80s bands? There is a performer who had his or her biggest hits in the 80s, but they performed in the 2000s. Prince. Prince is number one on the list. Knew it. Have you ever watched this performance? It's not, no, I, I must have missed this one. If there is one halftime performance from this list you were going to look up, I strongly recommend you YouTube Prince's Super Bowl halftime performance, Super Bowl 41, February 4th, 2007 at Dolphin Stadium in Miami. Man, that's more recent than I would have thought. Yeah. I like Prince. I'm a Prince fan. I'm not like huge into like the deep, deep cuts or anything. But if you were going to convince me that Prince was literally like a mythical, magical, legendary person, I would believe you. Okay. Super Bowl 41, 2007, it rained hard for the Super Bowl. Man, that would suck. It did suck. Early in the game, this uh, production engineer, sound engineer called Prince. Do you know enough about Prince to know that he was weird? Like he was awesome, but like the way he communicated with people, he would say off the wall shit because he's a genius. So, you never know what to expect when you talk to Prince. So, this guy is probably nervous to call Prince and he calls Prince and says, it's raining. And Prince says, yes, it's raining. 
And he asked Prince what he thought about it and Prince said, uh, can you make it rain harder? How do you respond to that? But he's a genius and here's why. Prince comes out and it is raining. It is pouring rain and the stage- Are they undercover of any no, sort they're of out stage? In, no, there's no cover at all. The stage is out in the middle of the field and it is a raised platform, a giant shape of Prince's symbol. It looks slicker than hell in the rain. So, he comes out, he covers We Will Rock You, Proud Mary, Foo Fighters, Best of You. That's odd choice. And all along the Watchtower. But he plays them like Prince. So, so all of, it was all covers. All those were. He comes out to his song, Let's Go Nuts. He also plays 1999 and Purple Rain. For the most part, it's mostly just Prince and his guitar. His band is up there and his band is good, but he is really playing. It is not pre-recorded. Do you know enough about Prince to know that like he is the baddest guitar player maybe ever? I won't argue that. This performance is an example of it. He is dancing around in the pouring rain in high heels. He plays four different electric guitars and I guess the other like there were, you know, stage people and other engineers who were scared shitless that he was going to electrocute himself. And why go all out for the fucking Super Bowl? That's the time where you can phone it in. Because he's Prince. He doesn't right. phone shit in. That's like, yeah. exactly. Anyone else, you should ask that question. And Prince was like, no, I'm, I'm Prince, man. This is going to be the best. It's going to be the best halftime show ever. So, anyway, he ends with Purple Rain. And it actually started raining harder during Purple Rain. I don't know. It's something to see. You got to look it up. I will. Semi-unrelated here. But for big acts like Prince or Bruno Mars... They all have these bands mm -hmm. that like tour with them and they do the albums with them, but they're not known as a band, you know, not like Red Hot Chili Peppers is known as a band. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the same for a lot of performers, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm nailing this list. You're nailing this. I don't know jokes about Prince. Like there's a lot of things that is funny about Prince, but that performance was not. You got number three and number five left. Three and five. Give me the years. 2013 and 2009. So, the performer in 2013 was probably promoting, you know, some album we've all forgotten about by now. The band that performed in 2009 wasn't promoting shit. They were just there to rock you. Queen? No. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a joke. No. I want to get this. Were they around in the 80s? Yes. This band... Were they around in the... This is another band that's... Oh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. No. This is another band that is mainly known by its frontman. Bon Jovi? No, getting warmer. The band does have their own name, as in performer, performer, and the band's name. Joan Jett? Bruce Springsteen and the <sighs> E Street Band. Number three. Number five. Knew it. You biffed the boss. Now listen, Bruce and the E Street Band, they weren't promoting anything. He was just there to have a good time. And that was the main yeah. thing I took away from, wat from watching this one, is that he was just having a good time. There's nothing wrong with that. Super Bowl 43, February 1st, 2009 at Jones Stadium in Tampa. Jones Stadium. So, it starts out and the, <laughs> the boss... <laughs> Don't call him the boss. I, I like some Bruce Springsteen songs. I'm not like the... I'm not a huge Springsteen fan, but I really like... 
Bruce, I think everybody likes Bruce Springsteen himself, whether or not you like all of his songs, right? I don't know anything about him besides... He just seems like a likable dude. Anyway, the boss tells us that for the next 12 minutes, he's going to bring the righteous and mighty power of the E Street Band into your homes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says, step away from the guacamole dip, put down the chicken fingers, and turn your TV all the way up. (laughs) And then he asked, is anyone alive out there? And then he started being the boss. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> we might want to do a spot check, you know, every 15, 20 minutes here on our show and just stop what we're talking about and just ask the listener, are you alive out there? We just want to make sure that they are still fully engaged. I think if with... you're having guacamole, you should keep doing that. No, you're right. So, anyway, he danced around, sang, he's high-fiving everybody. He had a blast. Yeah. I started to wonder, maybe they don't pay these performers to be here. It seems like if you just tell Bruce there's a place to play, he wants to show up and do it. <laughs> Bruce Spring of all the people on here, I I never have like stopped and listened to Bruce Springsteen. You don't have a hard on for the boss. I mean, a hell of an ass on him, but he doesn't need your hard on. He's got enough of one for rocking on his own. That's true. So the 2013 one I've been thinking about because it's got to be. I remember a while ago you were talking about. One that reminded you of Britney Spears. Have we done that one yet? That was Madonna. Oh, okay. She's kind of like, you know, the 80s Britney Spears in that I thought she had like a sort of like a medium talent, but because she was like a sold as like a a sexy thing, she caught on and then she had to keep upping and upping the like, you know, the, the sex and upping the like shock factor until it was, I don't know, she never really burned out. That also sounds like Lady Gaga. Who, I agree with you, is very talented, but like there was a fa- a period there where like- She had like meat all over her. Right. Like her outfits were just getting more extreme. I think she's more normal now. Yeah. I think she, I think she is too. She's matured a lot. Let's get this last one. 2013, someone that could have been promoting an album. This is a performer who started performing and then some former bandmates appeared for a few minutes and also a popular- Oh, it's Beyonce. Yeah, I was going to say a popular internet meme image came out of this performance. It was Beyonce was number three on the list. Knew it. This was at Super Bowl 47, February 3rd, 2013 at Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. So, I don't really don't understand why this was number three on the list. I didn't think the performance was that dynamic. She did sing live. She can. She does sing very well. But like, she's just singing and dancing. I don't know. It wasn't powerful. I mean, look at the list. If you look at the top 10, not exactly, but pretty close, it ranks in star power. One through 10 is like the bigger the star you are, the higher you are on the list. Yeah. Would not I don't think ne- she I mean, had, like, I just don't see that same kind of star power from her. I think there's a lot of like young women. People worship Beyonce. It's weird. Well, yeah, they call her Queen Bay. I don't get it. Because she's in the Illuminati, bro. Prince makes her look like a chump. And let's be fair. I know Michael Jackson's a controversial figure, but he was a hell of a musician, hell of an artist, and he made Beyonce look like a chump too. He makes her look like a chump too. Yeah. So, anyway, she comes out, she, it's a, I thought it was actually kind of boring. She comes out, she sings Love on Top, Crazy in Love, End of Time, and Baby Boy, only one of which I recognize. But then, uh, Michelle Williams and Kelly Rowland come out and join her uh, for the song. And you know that they got to be pissed. I do think they got punked during this performance. 
They joined her for Bootylicious. <laughs> uh, independent Women Part 1 and Single Ladies. Uh, the question was, was asked. That's how they were introduced. She said, Michelle, can you handle this? She's like, yes. And then they said, Kelly, can you handle this? She's like, yes. I said, Beyonce, can you handle this? She's like, yes, bring out the jelly. And then they ask everyone else, are you ready? Or no, they, they warn you. that no, they, they throw it to Jessica Simpson and she, she's standing on the sidelines saying, are you ready to party? <laughs> well, you know, these were the three that were in Destiny's Child. Yeah. That was Beyonce's first gig that she, well, I guess her first mainstream gig at least, that she... When she blew Exploded up. out of, yeah. And these two other ladies, it might as well have stopped existing the day that Beyonce left Destiny's well, Child. It's weird. They came out for those three songs and that's also during that part of the performance is where the image of Beyonce looking like She-Hulk <laughs> came from. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Now, what, real quick to back up a second, I forgot to mention. So, you know, Michael Jackson popped up from under the stage that like, yeah. hydraulic thing that kind of made him jump a little bit and then Janet Jackson used that too. They used something similar for Michelle and Kelly but when they popped out, I mean, they haven't been performing in a while. Maybe that was part of it but both of them separately looked like it scared the shit out of them and they weren't ready for it. <laughs> like they both needed a good full second after they came up to get like, whoa, okay. <laughs> They're just so used to being stabbed in the back by Beyonce. They were just expecting an ambush. Okay, so that's the other part. They sing those three songs and then Beyonce sings more songs on her own. So, she kind of dismisses them to the side and they go back where the other backup singers were already <laughs> they standing. They don't go back in the hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're forced. <laughs> to live underground. They, they, they live underground until Beyonce beckons them back. Just slowly crawl back in. They don't even lower it. <laughs> <laughs> Find your way da back down, ladies. No, she dismisses them to the side where they literally blend in with the other background singers. It's got to be a weird dynamic between those three. Surely there's a choreographer who comes up with all this stuff and then says like, hey, Beyonce, here's what I have in mind. No, no, Brandon, of course yeah. Beyonce does her all her own shit. So, when they tell her this, at some point did she not say like, oh, it's kind of weird that my friends would just get moved to the side with the other, like, let's just end with the three of us, you know, I'll still be front and center, but we'll end with the three of us performing together. But she saw that and was like, nah, it's cool, they'll just go stand back there by the other people who... She's like, yeah, Bonnie and Sally, what are their names again? Yeah, she crapped on them. Yeah, well, some people would pay good money to be crapped on by Beyonce. <laughs> so, when I told my wife that I was putting this list together, I said, you know, they need to just bring back some kind of older, real good musician performers. But like, they need to bring back some... Then I decided maybe they need to bring somebody like nobody would expect. Like, uh, and she said, who do you think? And I said, uh, Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still alive. Yeah. How about Creed? I'd watch it. I don't think no, it would I'd be good, it. but I'd watch it. Little Richard's still alive, damn. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else on Beyonce? No, that's it. That's the Super Bowl. Our Lord and Savior, Beyonce. No, nothing else on Lord Bay. Take us back through the top 10. 10 was Bruno Mars with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number 9 was the Who's Who of Who Gives a Shit, Madonna, LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, uh, Nicki Minaj, MIA, and CeeLo Green. Number, number eight, Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. 
Number seven was U2. Number six, Lady Gaga. Number five, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Number four, The Shit Show, starring Janet Jackson, Herb Titty, Justin Timberlake, His Poor yep. Decision Making, P. Diddy, Kid Rock, Jessica Simpson, and Nelly. God damn, you fucking ran out of breath saying number three, or number four. Number three, Beyonce. Number two, Michael Jackson. And number one, by far, Prince. Yep, that's the top ten. By far, you say. Who was uh, the 2019 halftime show? Wasn't that when it was Maroon 5? God, Maroon fucking 5. Super Bowl. Oh, Maroon 5 joins the ranks of Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Prince. I mean, just say what you want, but U2 is a big act, a uh, big yeah. name. I've and seen then... U2. The problem with U2 is... Like... Yeah, I've seen U2, Brandon. <laughs> U2 makes really great music, but it's just made by some little, you know. Don't take his size and stature as a negative. How big is he? Let's see how tall he is. But the elves are small and you have no problem with them. This says he's 5'6". I don't believe it. This says Billy Joel is 5'5". Five five. Oh my God. He, there's no way Billy Joel is over <laughs> five feet tall. <laughs> Billy Joel used to be one of the elves that lived in my balls. <laughs> At Mission Control or what'd you call it? <laughs> Central Station, <laughs> HQ. Once you, once you hit puberty, your balls do become mission control. <laughs> the elves, they pack up all their shit from your brain and move. They take the long track down to the uh Maybe to we need to stand. do a whole episode on all the fucked up stuff I believed when I was a kid. Yeah. You know where we'll do that? Uh, Patreon.com slash Tennis Pod, along with your Santa Baby sensual rendition. <laughs> you ought to hear how big I thought the sun was. Let's wrap this up uh, the best way I know how, and that's with uh, some quick podcast reviews. Of our podcast? Of our podcast. Okay. Would you rather me read reviews for other podcasts? Yeah, they might be better. That might actually not be so bad, yeah. Yeah. We're reading some reviews here. The first one comes from the JC Show on Apple Podcast. I'm going to read this exactly as it was written. Woohoo. Very interesting premise. Fun to listen to and overall great listen. He put a period after the woohoo, but an exclamation point on listen. Yeah, that's a weird inflection. Very interesting premise, fun to listen to, and overall great listen. Doesn't the phrase overall great listen kind of imply that eh, there's some cons, there's some pros, but overall pretty pretty good. <laughs> Write us a review so we can fucking pick your ass apart. <laughs> a very complimentary yeah. though, thank you. Yes, thank you. We are just giving you a hard time. We do appreciate it. Woohoo. The next one is from the Cinemondo podcast. They're an insider movie podcast hosted by three movie fiends who work in the entertainment industry. They left us a podcast review on Pod Chaser, and their review says, Genius idea and well executed! Always look forward to the next topic. So, that was sweet, right? Yeah, you know, a movie fiend is, pro is actually suffering. Suffering from a crippling movie addiction. Well, yeah, but I think that's the point, right? Like I know, it's about... They're enslaved to the movie, so they might as well, might as well talk about it. Oh. My sympathies go out to them. Yeah. You should check out the Cinemondo podcast and you should also write us a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, on any iPhone or iPad. You can also go to podchaser.com, search for Tennis Podcast. Rate us five stars, follow us, write a review. We'll read it on this show. Brandon, thanks for... Uh, for being the prince of podcasting. Taking us down Super Bowl memory lane. It was great seeing the Chiefs beat... The 49ers, 49 to nothing at this past Sunday's Super Bowl. You in should the have past. said something like 98 to 4. Well, well, that happened, right? What, 49 to nothing? Yeah, because well, the Super Bowl happened three days ago. It could happen. 
Our listeners will have to, from the future, will have to let us know here in the past. But yeah, we want to thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, with episode 74. I'll have the list at that time. And if you can't get enough of our fucking asses between now and then, just follow us on Twitter. I'm at Nick underscore Amel. That's E-M-E-L. And Brandon, how do they how do they follow you for your one tweet a quarter? You can follow me for that tweet at Sidekick Host. And That's right. like Janet Jackson's titty, we are out. We are out. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.